All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Heather Remchak. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Still no hockey to talk about, so let's start the show with a fun fact. Avocados are fruit, not a vegetable. I Okay, let's get into it with the lead. One. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I knew that. But then I was like, I don't think I've ever actually fully thought yeah, about I don't that. Think I've ever dissected one. But it makes sense that they're a fruit. They have they're a big actually, seed in the middle, like a nectarine. They're actually considered a berry. It says uh, technically considered. Redo the lead. Redo the lead. Hold on. <clears throat> Avocados are fruit, not a vegetable. They're technically considered a single seeded berry, believe it or not. Would you like me to read the second fact on the list? One. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually really do. <laughs> The Eiffel Tower can be 15 centimeters taller during the summer due to the thermal expansion, meaning the iron heats up. 15 centimeters longer. Taller. Man can dream. Uh, let's get into things. <laughs> and welcome into Oilers Nation. Jesus. <laughs> oh, we got to get it all out of the way yeah, for Frank. Show. I love we'll it when the there's show. no hockey. Oh. God, welcome into Oilers Nation every day. It's the all-star break. We uh, really don't have anything to talk about, but we thank you for tuning in anyways. Uh, live from the Sports Closet studio, you can check them out online at sportscloset.ca. Liam, we got a busy show, all right? Yep. We got your Olympic team coming up. It's we a good team. Yeah, I believe it. Well, you're picking the Canadian Olympic team. Probably would be a pretty good team. <laughs> uh, might have missed some players. Ah, well, whatever. See, it's we'll always hard it out. when you get to these rosters because there's so many guys yeah. to pick from. It's like, who's going to be my fourth line center? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to have Frank Saravalli swinging by in about 18 minutes to talk about trade deadline stuff. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. There is one trade deadline thing that I will not be bringing up with Frank, though, and it's the first thing I want to touch on today. Let me take you to yesterday. We're recording Nation Real Life. And oh. Jay, we love Jay. Valued part of our show on Sherwood Ford Giant Game Days. He goes, guys, he goes, guys. Yeah, he's also our boss. Signs the check. Don't tell me they're going to trade Sidney Crosby. He goes, guys, I got the silver bullet that the Oilers need ahead of the deadline. Oh, yeah. And I'm getting excited. You never know. Sometimes Jay hits you with something. You're like, damn, that's a great point. Jay then goes on to explain why he thinks Sidney Crosby is the ideal trade deadline target for the Edmonton Oilers. I completely agree. I mean, no shit. Yeah, I would love Sidney Crosby <laughs> on the Edmonton Oilers. So to be fair to Jay, I will outline his sort of thinking with this. Okay. And it's that 
please don't clip this. No one clip this. I don't want this out there that we're even talking about it, but I do think it's kind of interesting. Kyle Dubas will sit there and go, this is broken. This being the Penguins roster. Sid will sit there and go, I would like to win and I'm not sitting through a rebuild. Okay. He's got a year and a half left on his contract. 8.7. Yeah. And maybe the Penguins would just sit there and say, you're going to give us how much for him? Sid, go. Go try to win. Go on a couple runs with the Oilers. And guess what? When you're 38, come on back. We'll try to be competitive again for you. And you can end your career with two more seasons of being a Penguin. And we'll have this new, fresh, young core in here. And you can come back. Great return. End your career as a Penguin. Okay. I think it's insane and not going to happen, obviously. (laughs) But Jay was really hell-bent on it. And you can kind of see his angle. Like a little. You can see his angle. If you take away the name, then yes, everything around it makes sense. But the idea of Sidney Crosby ever playing anywhere that's not Pittsburgh is also insane. We we kind of did this conversation with Washington last year and Alexander Ovechkin. Like I just don't see those legends leaving at this point in their career. Crosby's built a legacy there. Yep. Loves playing in Pittsburgh. He is well, just a legend of the game, isn't he? So I can't see a scenario where he leaves his buddies. And the reason it's broken is because Kyle Dubas acquired Eric Carlson. Yeah, that in <laughs> hindsight, kind of dumb. <laughs> kind of dubas. Yeah. Dumbass Dubas. That's mm-hmm. rude, actually. I'm sorry, Kyle. Um, but you could also see a bit of a path here, Liam, to like, no, okay. I literally could not. No, no, if you're, the pengu- if you're the Penguins, <laughs> if you're the Penguins and you go, okay, the Oilers are going to give us like three first round picks for Sidney Crosby and a prospect. Okay. Like, whoa. And then you sit there and go, hold up. The LA Kings are knocking. They want Evgeny Malkin. They're going to give us two first round picks plus for Evgeny Malkin. Okay. <laughs> And, you know, we got Chris Letang. I think he's kind of locked in because of his cap hit. But maybe you sit there and go, whoa, someone else is going to give us a first round pick and a prospect for Letang. And you kind of sit there, trade Gensel, get another first round pick. And you go into this summer with like six or seven first round picks in the next two or three drafts. You draft this year. And then next year you sit there and go, okay, let's go get the best free agent available. Let's go trade a couple of these first, get a good young piece in there. And you just try to do this little LA Kings-esque rebuild on the fly and you do it with the assets you get in return. I just can't see that occurring. You can't can't do that. You have to let these guys just ride it out Mm -hmm. and fix it themselves because the same breath, like if Pittsburgh get in the playoffs, you're not going to rule them out of anything. No, not at all. Like you know Jari's I mean? capable of being very hot. This core, if they good. get rolling, are still talented hockey players. I, I would try and move on from the lower guys. Like you probably don't want Lars Eller at two point four anymore. Like Riley Smith at five million. Like I don't know about all that. Riley Smith was not the play. This no, summer. like a lot of guys. It's like what are you doing? Like you need to add a bit more use to this group. Like their youngest forward is where is he? Drew O'Connor, who's twenty five. Yes. There's nobody younger than twenty five. Pure group. P.O. Joseph is the only player on the roster younger than him. And you know what else is interesting? So there's 18 players or sorry, 20 players on their rosters, including their two goalies right now. No move, no move, no trade, no move, no trade, no trade, no move, no trade, no move, no move, no trade, no trade. I think I just counted 12. I wasn't actually keeping track. If someone kept track of my fingers, let me know. I think that was 12. 12 no moves or no trades. Like you're so locked in with this roster that maybe again, hard conversations in a one and a half year reset and maybe you change things up, but the idea is also insane. Well, at least they have Poyavi coming through. That should solve all the problems. Yeah, what's going on with that? Uh, Somebody here in the chat asked, how would we actually do that and get it done? And I knew I had seen this somewhere from our boy, Zach Lang. He did this a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So Zach had the Oilers get a seventh because you need to get something and you trade Borgo a first and a third to Arizona for them to take on Jack Campbell. Frees up five mil. And then you get Crosby 50% retained for Broberg, a first, a second, and a first. And literally what else, whatever else Pittsburgh wants. Yeah. I mean, if they want Dylan Holloway, like you throw in Dylan Holloway and you like don't even really care because of who you're getting. But I don't think it's uh, realistic at all. So no, it's, um, it's a fun idea and it ties into my Sherwood Ford giant question of the show for you, Liam. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant, your spot when you need a new whip. There are a ton of perks of that come with making Sherwood Ford the Giant your next dealership because it's more than just getting you in the right vehicle. It's everything they do for you after. 
Yeah. Sherbucks, whenever you go in. Oh, it's the best. It's a lifetime supply of Sherbucks. I don't know if that's actually a thing. I'm just saying it, but we get them whenever we go in. Uh, they got a ton of service bays. They get you back on the road very, very, very quickly. Um, also, if you can't leave your office, they will. Our, our feet touch the I eight minute mark. Crack my knees, Captain. Also, that's a problem. Why? How are you going to fly? What if it bubbles up, explodes? <laughs> the air pressure. Your knee did that yesterday. Too. Yeah. So I take the aisle seat. You can stretch it. Did you check into your flight? Oh, yes, I can do that because we fly at 7 a.m. God, you're hooped. You're getting a middle seat now. No. Five hours since the check in opened. You're hooped. Who are we flying with? WestJet. You should have an email. Tyler's going to be sitting at Chili's. You're going to be stressing out. Dude. Oh, I did get an email. 18A. I'm cruising. I'm <laughs> chilling. Right near the front of the plane. Okay, let me sneak on. I bought a neck pillow. Never had one before. They're brutal. Oh, no. I love them. Are you I, kidding me? I, I love my uh, neck pillow. I stole my mom's once. And ever since then, I was like, I need to get one of those for myself. So I got my oh, neck pillow. I'm going to be an 18A. going to have one Chili's beer in me, even though we're getting to the airport at five in the morning. And I'm just going to Cuddle on up and pass out. Dude, right. weird thing that I do, I have a neck pillow. Oh, when I'm on my couch with my laptop, I will put the neck pillow around so it like keeps my feels yeah. like a neck brace. Like but you it's have a comfort. neck brace. Mm. Anyways, back to our <laughs> Sherwood Ford giant. You know what? Put it in the YouTube chat. Do you use a neck pillow when you fly? Thank you. <laughs> back to our Sherwood Ford giant question. Maybe with a tinge more reality mixed in there than okay. Jay's idea. But who is your, and I'm very interested to see what the YouTube chat says, who is your pie in the sky trade deadline acquisition? Someone who it is probably not realistic, but God damn it, dare to dream, Liam. Who is one player you would love to see become an Edmonton Oiler? That would just be a perfect fit on this team. Do they have to be like available? No. It just it has to be on a team that's selling is kind of my one caveat to all this. Okay. I don't even know if they're selling. But uh, I'll say my pie in the sky. The guy who's not be- going to become an oiler buddy would be great to have him. Someone like Ryan O'Reilly would be sweet. Just a great like middle six guy. Face off, great. Penalty kill, great. Just reliable two-way forward. I gave you the whole league to do pie in the sky. You said Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, I was thinking Elias Lindholm. I think that one's extremely unrealistic. Why would you not want Ryan O'Reilly? I think that'd be a perfect piece. I think he's old. 32. He wasn't that effective for the Leafs in the playoffs. Well, I think his best days are behind him. Well, who's your pie in the sky? Well, so I've been digging around now and taking a peek at a few. Honestly, there's a guy I'm stunned you didn't say. I'm going to show you his NHL.com here so you can say it. That's not your guy? What position is he? He's a right winger. Right shot, right winger. Yeah, that would be good. I do have the Photoshop already. Troy Terry is the name I'm showing, Liam. I thought that was going to be uh, who you were picking, but I don't know. I kind of went and I scoured around the league a little bit to find like who would be a even slightly realistic right shot Matthias Ekholm. And it's like I went and looked through teams who are borderline sellers, and it's just I don't see a ton. I was like, oh, I'd love Adam Larson back, but again, yeah. I kind of wanted this question to be like an aim higher kind of thing. And like, come on, guys, I, I said it's got to be on a seller. So. McCaw. I just bucked my seat. You did? Where where are you? I'm I'm B. I'm next to you. 18B? Oh no. I'm 21B. Ah, you're behind me. There's no no end seats. Cause you gotta get in early, dude. I'm I'm out of the loop. I just got off a damn plate. I know. Be a back on. I know. Um, all right. Someone said Roman Yossi. He's a left shot. Um, but I mean, yeah, if you, if you could find a way to get your hands on him, you'd love it. He does have a no movement clause though. So probably doesn't have any interest in leaving, uh, Nashville. Tyler Toffoli is the one I keep going to, but again, I kind of wanted to aim a little bit higher here. I see some of you guys in the chat have said some, uh, it was Christopher Palmer said Travis Konechny. Yeah. Riley was the one who said Yossi. And again, we're not doing this to be realistic. We're doing this to dream a little within reality, but dream a little. Rusty says, give me Stamkos on Davo's wing. I mean, hey, if Tampa Bay were to lose their next 10 games, dare to dream, Oilers fans. Dare to dream. Okay, who else have we got then? What about, um, oh, there we go. Rasmus Darlene. Yeah, but I mean, they're not going to move Rasmus Darlene. But you told Why me I had to pick anybody. I know, I'm kind of going back yeah. and forth on that too. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I pick a guy you don't like. Yeah, I pick someone else. Uh, I'm not the rules. I like, oh, I like Mulek's ideas. He said Jake Gensel or Ryan Pulak. I mean, hey. Like, well, that could be nice. That would be that would be your Ekholm, right? Yeah, that'd be I'd be an unreal. He's 29 years old. Time. He's got 
six more years on his deal, 6.1 mil, right shot, shut down D. Former Brandon Weeking. Former Brandon Weeking. Every time it seems like the playoffs come around, but you don't hear about Ryan Pulak for 82 games in the playoffs come around. Everyone's like, oh yeah, this guy's really, really good. Yeah. He's legit. Um, I, I also still like the idea of Boone Jenner. I know some people have kind of soured on that to an extent. Um, what else are you guys going on? <laughs> Robert says I'm being mean to you today. I just really wanted you to sit by me on the plane. So he also called you cute. Thank you. Um, I'm a bit pissed off. I don't have an end seat. That sucks. My eye in the sky goes Crosby. Yeah. Of course. Gensel. And then my realistic is Jordan Everly. Oh, I believe you're a good one. Uh, what do you, I don't know. Yeah, sure. And they keep 50% of them. Sure. What time is Frank coming up? What about Brett Pesci? Oh, yeah. But they're not going to sell. I know, but they have so many D-men. Like they have Orlov, Slavin, Burns, Shea, D'Angelo, Chatfield. I know there's talk they might move D'Angelo. He's on Frank's board, but like, if Brett Pesci, some if Carolina's doing a little, oh, we're adding, but we need some assets. Hey, Oilers, you giving us a second and a prospect for Brett Pesci? Let's go. Modified no trade clause on Pesci, so you might not want to leave halfway through. Orensky. Left shot. Very cool. Look. That's your left side. Orensky's <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing 12 minutes a night for the Oilers. Uh, BMAC says Kent Johnson. That's a good one. That'd be a good one. Because that's a guy who, like, you never know. Maybe Columbus is just like, yeah, okay, let's just roll and whatever. Um, Naeem says, if we can't get Yossi, let's get his partner Fabro. Last Nashville D-Men worked out pretty well. Yeah. Fabro? I don't know. I, I don't I don't love Fabro, but I like Fabro. Uh, what about Carson Susie? Always injured, but that was my boy last year. We spent a Susie? lot of time on Carson Susie last year. Yeah, he's on Vancouver now, right? Yeah, yeah he is. Correct. Played. I haven't heard his name muttered much. Uh, Steve is in and says... Carlson? Steve is in. Ooh, okay. Actually, I'm going to look into that in a second. Uh, Steve is in and says, no, Eberly, not a playoff performer. He scored six goals in 14 playoff games last year. and was almost a point a game through two rounds with the Kraken. So I'm sorry, Steve. You are wrong. Didn't he score <laughs> the game winner in game seven for the Kraken? Last uh, yeah, that would be correct. Big time player. Didn't do it for the Oilers. There's no doubt about that. But since then, so if you take the Oilers run out, He's played in 63 playoff games and scored 19 goals. I will take a guy who gives you a goal every three playoff games and two points every three playoff yep. games. Nope. Yeah, he's not a superstar. No one's asking him to be. Um, Dylan Strom from Nuge Lover. Eh, I don't know if I love Dylan Strom. Like, he's good, but I don't know how high I'm, him I am. But his teammate would be John Carlson in Washington. Now, he is a right shot, correct? Yeah, $8 million for the next three years. For the next three years. If Washington is sitting there and going into a burn-it-down, tear-it-down kind of state, and you go, Washington, what's it cost? Keep some money, and let's make this thing happen. What does it cost? Who first? Well, in a weird way, you're probably looking at something similar to the Ekholm deal, no? Yeah, the probably. Same age, so a couple could, extra million on his deal, though. You get it down to, I don't know if you can get it on the half, then yeah, probably two firsts, money going the other way. And then you have to, the caveat to this prospect. is you'd have to find a way to get rid of uh, Campbell before this deal. Yeah. Oh, you can get him in the deal. Yeah, but Washington's kind of, they got Kemper and Linger, and I don't think they're signing up for that no, debt money. I, but if you could go to an Arizona and say, hey, okay, here's the picks and the prospect for you to take Campbell. Then you go to Washington and say, here's our other first round pick. Here's Broberg. Yeah. Here's something else. And will you keep two mil of John Carlson for us? It's not crazy. No, I think it is crazy. I don't think it's realistic, but I mean. But if they, it's similar to Ekholm in the sense that if they wanted to blow it up, yeah, he has a modified no trade clause. And he's an American, he's so like, American. would he want to come? Uh, you know? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, Devin, Devin Shore cleared waivers, by I, the way, buddy. I, I All right, okay, we're going to be getting to Frank Cervalli in a couple of minutes. Should we do your Olympic team? We can do the forwards now. How about that? Okay, sure. Let's do the forwards. It's Liam's Olympic team. Uh, Here we go. Giddy up. Liam has the forward group ready to roll. No faces. You know it's the <laughs> all-star break when we're doing this. Oh, you didn't break them into lines. Uh, no, because I'll... I'll read out who I've got here. So Connor yeah. Bedard, Sidney Crosby, Bo Horvat, Zach Hyman, Travis Konechny, Nathan McKinnon, Brad Marchand, Mitch Marner, Connor McDavid, Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Point, Sam Reinhart, Mark Scheifele, and Steven Stamkos. 
So my lines, I have them wrote down. Give me the lines. Uh, Zach Hyman, McDavid, Reinhardt is my top line. Stamkos, McKinnon, Mana. Then I have Bedard, Crosby, and Braden Point. And my fourth line is Brad Marchand, Ryan O'Reilly, Travis Konechny. And then the extra forwards are Bo Horvath and Mark Shifley. So they took, um, what are they called? 14 forwards to the last Olympics. So I yep. just based my roster. Did 14 forwards again. Okay, so I... I lo- teams are so tough to make. Yeah, they are. These miss guys. I just don't like Ryan O'Reilly on this team. I was in thinking the like latest fourth line guy. Like if it's being picked today, guy you put in your PK when a ton of draws. Like I don't know. I'm trying to. I was trying to think of like who is the Patrice Bergeron in a way of, for this team. So I went with O'Reilly. He was kind of a late ad. Yeah, but I think you have that covered if you're looking for a Patrice Bergeron type. You have that covered in a Braden Point can do a little bit of that for you. Brad yeah, Marchand, sure. Sidney Crosby, Travis Konechny. Like you have enough of that sort of sandpaper in that lineup. And I know it's funny to say Sidney Crosby and sandpaper, you know, like a good, hard to play against kind mm-hmm. of vet. I would not have him on this team. Who would you change him with? There's tons of guys. I was thinking too, like it's a fairly younger team in a, in a way as well. Like you have Crosby, uh, Marchand, uh, O'Reilly as you're like, and Stamkos as you're like, veteran for is Mark Stone a better pick than Ryan O'Reilly maybe but I've heard he has a broken back decent point um, <laughs> Mark Stone uh, he's not on the team because I'm better yeah that's that's I mean then that's a fair stance to have I'm just kind of going through doing this on the fly like who out of Canadian forwards in the league who plays the most minutes right now do you have like guys like Sean Couture Bazel Nick Suzuki Robert Thomas Suzuki I wouldn't have Suzuki I don't like his Robert if, Thomas is a good option the Nuge maybe if this was an Olympic ice tournament not a NHL ice tournament which we don't know what the next Olympics would be what about the idea of Matt Barzell and just letting him fly yeah the speed is definitely a great factor in this yeah, I made, one, I made one as well with a full roster for me. Okay, well, we got time. Let's yeah. do Liam. Can we do Liam's blue line next, and then we'll do Aaron's team? Sure. We got this time. is with goalies as well. Yep. Well, okay, so we got Evan Bouchard, Ekblad McCaw, Morrissey Nurse, Petrangelo, Devontaves, Mackenzie Wieger, the goalies, uh, Skinner, Jari, and Aiden Hill. Goalies, no debate. The only other one could be Connor Ingram or Bennington. If he yeah, there's like a bit. five guys. I feel like Jari and Skinner probably locks in this. Is Carter Hart not on there because of skill or because of we don't know? Yeah, I yeah, don't think you can even consider I him in there at all. Know, yeah. Um, but so you have six D. Oh, no, sorry, eight D. Eight D. Love the idea of Taves McCarr being a pair. Love the idea of Ekblad Petrangelo being like a shutdown duo. Well, that's not what I had. Okay, but either way, whatever way the hands work, the only one I'll push back on is if you have a Makar and you have a Morrissey, you don't need to bring an Evan Bouchard with but, you. I would have one of Bouchard or Nurse off. Dude, you need to have Drew Doughty on this team. Why? He's averaging 26 minutes a night. He's been to Olympics before. You would have then, a little yeah. bit of experience there. Like, I just think the experience factor, how effective he still is at his age, the ability just eat tough, tough minutes for you. I, you need Drew Doughty on your Olympic team. Sure, you can you can put him on that. I was trying to get it so it's like left and righties equal both ways. So you righties are Bouchard, Ekblad, uh, Makar, and Petrangelo, I think yeah. it was. And then your other side is Morrissey, Taves, Wiga, and Nurse. I don't know. I feel like in these games too, like, they're probably going to have like three power play units. I would also have, I would have Dobson over Bouchard. I had Dobson on there as well. And I just switched in for Bouchard because I do a show called Oh, this nation every day. Yeah. You're pandering <laughs> to the audience. You're a smart man. Goalie's hard to push back on. Um, okay. Dougie Aaron, Hamilton for sure is an option. Yeah. Dougie Hamilton is an option. Aaron, what's your Olympic team? We'll, we'll crush that out quickly and we'll get to Frank. Kind of oh, I spent five minutes on it. So the D pairings aren't like sides wise. McCarr, Taves, Hamilton. So you have Dougie, a healthy Dougie Hamilton, Ekblad. Ah, Nuge. Bedard, hey, or Shifley was going to be mine instead of yeah, Nuge. I but Liam, have, I had the same thought I think process. It's my audience. All right. Well, then we can throw it in there. Put it in the chat. Which Olympic team do you like more? We'll, we'll maybe review them again after. Yeah, we'll review yeah. them again after. We do got to get uh, our boy Frank's here. It's the Star Mechanical Guest Line, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. And it's been that way for over 20 years. You can find out more about them by visiting them online at mm. starmechanical.ca. And remember, when you see someone driving in a Star Mechanical deal around Edmonton, just give them a wave. They might be confused, but it'd be funny. And it's a way to thank them for keeping Edmonton nice and warm 
during the winter months. Our daily face-off hockey insider, his name is Frank Saravalli. Frank, are you excited to hang out with me and Liam in Toronto tomorrow? You, yes, Liam, man, not so much. Fair enough. Nah, just kidding. We had a we had a good time in uh, in Jasper. You guys were a beer pong duo for a bit. We did. We yeah. lost. Ah. We did. It was not good. Fair enough. Uh, all right. By the way, you can, uh, Aaron, you can take uh, Carter Hart off your uh, Team Canada team. I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, probably not, Aaron. Yeah, that was yeah. a bit of an oversight. Yeah, I went you, with I skill. I went with skill. Ah, right. Last time I checked, uh, all of those players, at least according to the uh, Hockey Canada investigation, are suspended from international play representing Team Canada. So, huh. also not eligible. Next drawing board I go. Uh, Frank, the interesting thing, Stuart Skinner, the season he's having and amongst Canadian goalies, again, it's all-star week. So we're doing the classic sports talk radio mm-hmm. fodder of picking our Olympic teams. Stuart Skinner's worked himself. He's probably like the guy. It's not a very deep pool. I mean, <laughs> he's played quite well. Obviously his numbers, these last since Christmas are mind blowing, even since before that. But I heard someone mention yesterday Jordan Bennington, and I was like, what? Is like, really? Like, he hasn't played, like, he's been fine this year, but he hasn't played good hockey really the last couple years. Like, I guess it kind of, it goes to show you that I think the debate of why are there no good Canadian goalies, it's a really odd thing. Like, Canada has elite everything except for goalies. Hey, look at the last Canadian team. It was Luongo, Broder, and... That was 2010, not 2014. Wasn't it? Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, 2010 was was unreal, yeah. Now we have Aiden Hill, Stuart Skinner, and Tristan Jerry. Ah, Not exactly murderers, bro. (laughs) But, I mean, but then you compare it to, to, like, if there was an international tournament with Russia somehow back in the mix and, like, how nasty their three goalies are, Vasilevsky, Sorokin, Shesterkin, how good the American goalies yeah. would be, Frank. Like, it is, you're right, it's so weird how Canada just, every other country somehow has an elite or two or three elite goalies, and Canada's sitting there being like, ah, oh, we got a couple of good guys, but that's about it. It's really weird. I can't, I don't know what it is. So I, I heard a couple former goalies, Jamie McLennan and Marty Biron, debate this a few weeks back. And they basically, their theory was the development system that gets goalies to the NHL, it's much better in other countries in that, like, think of, uh, you know, junior goalies. Like, if they're not going toward an NHL path, what do they do with their career? High-level junior goalies. Like, that's kind of it. Whereas, like, guys playing college hockey get a chance to continue on and keep playing, you know, into their twenties. There's a, there's an extra road there that exists for guys that play college hockey for sure. Okay. So I've brought up this stat a couple of times now that we're on the goaltending thing of the amount of games started with the save percentage North of 900. And the only goalies who have more than that are, or more than Stuart Skinner are Thatcher Demko and Connor Hallibuck. And now Demko and Skinner are tied in that number. What's, I the, what's the number? I think Hellebuck's 23, Demko and Skinner are 22. Okay. And we know. talked about, I pulled this stat out of my ass yesterday. We talked about um, Igor Shesterkin and how up and down his year has been. He has 18 and he's 18 and 0. Which is wild, man. Um, but are we total homers for thinking Stuart Skinner? He won't win the Vesna, but a final. You are total homers. He's not even in my top five. He's been the best goalie in the league for the last two months. Sorry. Well, who's your top five? Oh, top so five. I would start um, with Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. And next, I would go Thatcher Demko. And then next, I would go probably. I'm so I'm doing this on the fly, and I said that yeah. sort of spitballing. Next, I would say I'm going to go with Sorokin, and and you're going to stop me, and you're going to say, "Well, hold on a second, Sorokin. Look at his save percentage; it's not that great." But I went through this exercise today with Johnny Lazarus, who also decided to poke Sorokin today against his better judgment, and. I looked up the expected goals against for the New York Islanders this year. Do you want to know the only five teams in the league with a worse expected goals against than the Islanders? 
It's gonna be an ugly list. It's the can it's the uh Blackhawks, Sharks, Ducks, Blue Jackets, and Sens. That's it. Five voice teams. And the Islanders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the <laughs> Islanders, who he's crying, he's bailed them out so many times. So Sorokin would be three. His his goals expect goal saved above expected is elite. Um back to my list. Um that's a pr- I mean, that's a pretty decent starting point for my first three. Yeah. Yeah. It's- I think that the start of the season Skinner had did not help him by any means, but yeah. he's definitely been I think he's been their best goalie through his streak, uh, best player through this win streak, to be honest. I don't think that's a stretch at all to say that over the, I mean, he's won 11 straight games and you look at the run of two goals against one goal against two goal against one goal against shutout. Like there's no denying they've, they don't win 16 in a row. If it's not for mm-hmm. Skinner, like Connor McDavid was by his standards, average or below average for some significant stretches of this win streak. And the Oilers, it's weird, Frank, they've been propped up with defensive play and goaltending, and it's not being propped up with a power playing Connor McDavid. Like you maybe would have expected when you would, if we were to flash you back to the start and say, Oilers are going to win the next 16 games. You'd probably be like, Oh, McDavid has 45 points and the power plays 40%, but it hasn't been that at all. By the way, um, since you sent me down this rabbit hole, <laughs> Bob Rofsky has actually been pretty good. And a, a way underrated. I'm not saying he's ahead of Stuart Skinner, but Connor Ingram has had a tremendous yeah. year for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, so Skinner is somewhere after Sorokin and somewhere around those other guys. And I kind like rightly or wrongly, as a result of what you were saying, or in relation to what you were saying, I chalk up a lot of Skinner's success these last few weeks to better and more efficient play in front of him. And it's not the forwards. It's the defensemen. Like we've talked a lot about the Oilers and, and how much better they've played defensively. And I think a lot of that's due to the coaching change with Paul coffee and also the more efficient up the ice style that they've played under Chris Knobloch that, I just think you also look at their penalty kill 30th in the league before the coaching change first in the league since what is it? November 20, like some crazy number. How much of that is Skinner? Like I'm not like you still need to get the stop at the end of the day. I just have a hard time saying, okay, even though he may have been their best player, I'm looking at the next, you know, the last 27 games when they're 24 and three, like, how much of that is Skinner and how much of what's in front of him? I struggle with it. I really do. And if I, I don't vote on the Vezina, but if I did, I'd have a hard time kind of deciphering between the two. Let's get into the trade talk because mm-hmm. we're already 10 minutes into the hit. And we haven't talked trades once yet. And man, oh, we're still five weeks away from the deadline, Frank. But today on DFO Live, we had a listener take that said it's going to be the quietest deadline of the cap era. What's your read on that? Like, I know there's a lot of teams in the mushy middle. It's kind of hard to identify who is going to be selling in the next few weeks here, but what's your early read on how active the trade market will be? I don't, I'm not that jazzed or enthused about the players that are on the market. And that's not knocking the players or the teams. It's just that, there's no guarantee all of these guys are going to go. Like I would say it's not even 50, 50 that Chikrin goes still. Like, I do think the Canucks are going to try and make something happen. And so they're going to need to move out salary. That would be Kuzmenko. The Hannafin, we're not sure about the flames. And what if you were to just take the three flames guys off the board? Obviously that's not going to happen, but it kind of, you look at the mark and you go, okay, who are the guaranteed impact guys in this group? And further down the board, you've got some exciting or tantalizing pieces like um, Jake Gensel or, you know, if if the Ducks really wanted to do something, which I don't know why they would, Trevor Zegras. Like, there are intriguing pieces and not saying these aren't going to be helpful guys to teams. It's just that they're not outside of maybe a big package for Lindholm or Gensel. Like we're not really talking about huge hauls. I don't think for anyone that's on this board. 
I just quickly on the two Flames guys at the top, because there are a lot of Oilers fans who really want to see this team get their hands on Chris Tanev. And, you know, he'd be a good defensive yeah. piece to add here. And then obviously Elias Lindholm is just a really damn good player that I think every contending team would love to see their team. Every contending fan base would love to see their team take a stab at. The reason, I, like, and you can correct me if I'm reading this wrong, I just feel like with the bad PR that comes along with potentially helping the Oilers win a cup, the Oilers would have to greatly outbid anyone else in a package to the Flames. Like, does that make sense? Am I think, am I totally out to lunch on that? That the Flames would be like, hey, yeah, sure, we could get a first and Broberg for Lindholm, but another team's going to give us a first and their best defensive prospect for Lindholm. So let's just do that and not have the PR of helping out the Oilers. Like Edmonton would have to overpay Calgary. Is that fair? I don't know. I don't agree. I, I think even if the player is marginally better or the pick is marginally better, I just think you take whatever the best deal on the table is because the Flames aren't in that window right now. And watching Edmonton win this year, if that were to happen, they're not, you're not in the dance. So what is it? Who do you care who wins? Yeah, you're going to have to go up against that team the next few years. So what you'd have to weigh is what's the likelihood, you know, you just said hypothetically Lindholm. I don't see Lindholm fitting or making sense for the Oilers, but like just to play the hypothetical, what are the chances that they'd re-sign him? Probably next to nil, right? Because how are they going to possibly afford to fit him knowing that next year's bonus space is already chewed up? Yeah, and that is a good point too. Is there someone on that list? By the way, I wanted to clarify something because we did talk a couple weeks ago. Was it last week or a couple weeks ago? And it made some waves about the ability to trade bonuses. Mm -hmm. I like this. Okay. So I did do some digging and I will, um, I will write something at some point in the near future on daily Faceoff to help explain it further. But the bottom line is this. The Edmonton Oilers could have structured Connor Brown's bonus in a way that would have been paid at the end of the season. It actually depends on how it's worded and written in the contract. So I went and did a dorky deep dive on this because this is what I do when I get sent down rabbit holes. And I'll read for you what I got one player's contract from a couple years ago that had bonuses in it. Let me just pull it up here if I can. Where is this thing? The suspense is killing me. (laughs) So basically it says, you know, this player, I can't, I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't get it to open, but it essentially says this player is getting $250,000 at 10 games played paid after the regular season and playoffs have ended. And so I don't know the exact language for Connor Brown's contract because I don't have it, but essentially most bonuses unless otherwise like spelled out clearly are paid when they are attained. So Connor Brown hit the 10 games played. He gets paid. My understanding is Connor Brown has either already been paid or has begun to get paid on this pretty massive bonus and where the cap hit goes for the bonus is where you attained it, meaning not, sorry, it's not where you attained it, it's where you get paid. So if I'm explaining this correctly, yeah. and I I'm, I know that the process is correct, if you can understand through my bullshit, the thing is, had the Oilers waited to pay Connor Brown until after the season ended, they actually could have traded the bonus, traded the player and traded the bonus And it would have been responsible to the team that paid him at the end of the season, which means that they would have had to give up a lot in order to do it, to have someone pay $3.225 million in real cash. Nonetheless, it is very tradable. It's just that the Oilers either made a tactical error and or didn't spell it out clearly enough or didn't realize that this was a possibility. So just, I think this will be a really simple way of doing it. Tyler Mulek asks in the chat, so it's like trading a player before or after a signing bonus is more or less how it's treated. Doesn't matter where you attain it. It's all about when the payout date was set in the contract. So Tyler's kind of on it, but kind of not because signing bonus and and the way that works is kind of all indistinguishable on cap hits. Yeah, so yeah. not really because performance bonuses 
can count either in the season that they're attained if they have space or if they don't have space, it can roll over to the following year as an overage. And that's the difference between performance bonus and signing bonus. Okay, good. I I know that wasn't riveting, but I I know that I had created some kind of stir or people were tweeting about it last week or two weeks ago when I mentioned it on here kind of, you know, flippantly, but that's essentially the scenario where the Oilers are at with Brown's bonus. It's, it's probably not unless there's some part of it that hasn't gotten paid yet. And unless the Oilers, this is the other part of the Connor Brown conversation is he was represented by Jeff Jackson. So, and clearly, you know, Connor McDavid has, you know, some kind of relationship with Connor Brown, unless they're willing to upset that and also offload him. That's the other part is you needed to have the Oilers be willing to move that out and sort of be ruthless. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think anything's happening. Okay, let's quick. We only got a couple more minutes. So let's rapid fire through a couple because you got some trade ideas. You want to throw to Frank uh, or trade questions? Well, I'll just ask you a pretty generic one, Frank. Is there someone on your your list that you see as like the Oilers' like number one target or someone within like a the, slam dunk ra- the realm of possibility? Like not even a slam dunk fit, just something like is maybe speculated about a little bit. You know what I mean? I, I really like Sean Monahan. Um, I just think for what the Oilers are after the flexibility that he provides and a true three C role, like you don't need him to do anything more than third line center. And I don't like, I think the, the acquisition cost relative to, to Lindholm to me is, is sort of the perfect fit. Like you don't have to worry about re-signing him. He doesn't cost a lot on the cap. So you don't have a ton of gymnastics to do. And right now, both of those players are producing right at the same sort of numbers this season, which is really all that matters. Like, don't get caught up in what the next years look like down the line, because for the Oilers, Lindholm wouldn't really be a possibility. So um, Nick Dowd would also make a ton of sense uh, in that same role. And if you are the Oilers and you're looking pure defender, um, I think there's a whole ton of options that are that that exist in terms of guys that you might want to get your hands on. And for me, um, I I just think my this is my personal opinion. I, I actually really like where the Oilers defense is at. I really do. And I think like I really don't know that is Sean Walker, is he an upgrade on CeCe? Like I, I don't think he is, but that's just me. Yeah, I don't know how big of an increase it really provides. Oh, I, I wrote that the other day and got hammered by certain people online because there's like, look at the charts, look at the numbers. Walker's playing tougher competition. But to me, it's like, could Walker be better than CC? Yes. Is that worth disrupting the chemistry of a pairing that has been together now for like a year and a half and nurse and CC and you know plays heavy minutes? Like, I know they didn't play well could, in the Could playoff, it be but... worse? And that's, that's what I think. Like, it definitely could be worse. It could be worse. So like, don't mess with chemistry is, is kind of my thing, unless it's a Ekholm-esque slam dunk upgrade. Yeah. Um, do, do you think the Oilers are going to be like ruthless in the sense of, I think a lot of the guys around there on the team are like bodies with like McDavid or whatever. I think it's right? a tight locker room, especially yeah, like, considering the winning streak. Well, like we've kind of discussed it too. Like you look at a guy like Matthias Janmark, who's played on the third line for this team this season and has, one goal, but he's getting paid a million bucks. Do you think they're in the realm of possibility being like, okay, yeah, Mark, like you're going to Bakersfield because we just got a better third line player than you? Are they are they willing to do that? I suppose. I I mean I I don't see why not because then you could always bring him back for the playoffs and swap those two out if you wanted to. If it didn't work, to me, it's all going to come down to assets and acquisition costs. Like if you like, I think the Oilers should be aggressive. Like let me be clear, but only for clear upgrades. And, and that's sort of along the lines of what Tyler was saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Last one I have for you. Oh, I have two. Uh, okay. The chat wants to know about Marc-Andre Fleury. So let's go there. Do you see any chance of there being a fit? I am a guy who's sitting here going, don't spend that much on the backup goalie, spend it elsewhere. But is Fleury a realistic option for the Oilers? I, I think he is. Um, I think here's the thing. I think they'd want him. I think Corey Perry was on Ken Holland's list for the last five or six years. I think Mark Andre Fleury has been on Ken Holland's list for longer, probably going back to the 
2008, 2009 back-to-back Stanley Cup finals that his wings faced the Penguins. <laughs> I don't know how interested Flurry is to come to Edmonton. And I think if you're going to get Marc-Andre Flurry to waive his no trade out of Minnesota, it's going to be to a place where he knows he's going to at some point be an option to play. And that doesn't mean like supplant the starter. It means he doesn't, he's made the playoffs 17 consecutive years. He doesn't really have any interest in coming and not getting off the bench because why disrupt your life for that? So whether that's, you know, down the stretch for the Avs with Georgiev, who clearly needs to play less and be fresh for the playoffs, whether that's, if the Oilers are willing to spell Stuart Skinner for stretches and have Flurry step in, I think I still think the backup goalie position is somewhere between two and three on the priority list for the Oilers because if I'm betting a 97-29 playoff run on something and somehow either Stuart Skinner gets hurt and or Stuart Skinner turns into a pumpkin like he did last year in the playoffs then I'd want someone that I can feel good about when you get to the postseason. Decent point. All right, we kept you long, Frank. Thanks for doing this and kind of hitting a bunch of different areas with us. No problem. Sorry for the long explanation on Brown. I just, I wanted to correct it after what I mentioned a couple weeks ago. All right, see you tomorrow night, Frank. See ya. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right. Yeah. Frank Servalli on the Star Mechanical Guest Line. Eminent's number one plumbing and heating company. You can find out more online at starmechanical.com. CA, you know what we should do? We should get into the Charm Diamond YouTube chat for our friends at Charm Diamond Centers. They are proudly Canadian owned. And hey, if you're in the market for a ring, there's no better place to do it because you can get a ring custom built and delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece program and an unbeatable pricing policy. 85 locations across the country. Find out more at charmdiamondcenters.com. I know a handful of you guys are in on the flurry idea. Um, Nuge Lover says, don't think Flurry will uproot his kids to move here. Uh, he might just go though. Yeah. I mean, it's such a short amount of time from March 8th, March, April, May, June, three months. Three, it's kids, not crazy. I'm assuming they all live in Minnesota now, I would guess. I don't know very much about his living situation. Mainlander Tim, Mark Andre Flurry is in the same record book that Ken Holland used to evaluate Duncan Keith. Hilarious. Um, I, don't like I, that. <laughs> I don't like that either. Like, how, how, like, I Ken Holland's it. nailed. A lot of his in-season moves as Oilers GM. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was I was not to Tim. I didn't oh. like Tim. I I been lucky enough to play since two thousand and eight, and he's still. I think on that was list? a that was a tongue-in-cheek joke Maybe, about the Cup final. Like, it's still like a long. He's still been on there for a while, right? Like you have Corey Perry on there for a while. It's just weird. It's like, come on, man. Like I think when you're a GM, you get infatuated with certain players, and it's like, ah, I'd love to add that guy one day if I get a chance. I don't. I, don't I mean, if he wanted him in two thousand eight. He's got a good eye for talent because he had a good 12 years. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It seems weird. I just think that was a joke about Flurry winning the cup off. Yeah. Uh, no way. His word. That Red was real. Uh, says is real. <laughs> Riley says, I think a lot of the numbers show that CC brings Nurse down. I'd love to see him with someone who could potentially uplift Nurse and earn him that $9 million contract. I think that's fair. I, I really do. But again, I think Sean Walker is a guy who, you know, could he be better than CC? Yes. I'm not saying like he's a, he's a good hockey player. 
Yeah. But is he going to elevate Darnell Nurse this another level the way Ekholm elevated Bouchard? Like, no, I'm sorry. I don't see it that way. Naeem, Nurse, CC don't have great results. Have not for the past three years, five on five. You only care about chemistry with good results. Yeah, to an extent, sure. Two years ago, they went to the conference final and the Oilers outscored the opposition with Cody CC on the ice at five on five. So I don't know. It's just thing, it's a tough, it's a tough line to walk because I yeah. think both sides are right in a way that, like, sure, the numbers don't represent a good partnership be the, between the two of them, but I think I don't know. Like they're a little bit better, I think, than we give them credit for as well. Like if you can find a top upgrade for sure, but like I don't know. I just I would hate to see someone come in and it go wrong. And maybe we're being too negative about it. Maybe someone comes in and it gets significantly better. Like only time would tell, but yeah. I don't know. I just don't see that as like the number one position they should go out and improve. And the forward group needs a lot of work still. I, I agree with the you. Bottom I, six kind of sucks. Yeah, even with the addition of Corey Perry, I don't think this bottom six is like it's, got it's not elite better. yet. I'll tell you that for it's free. It's got a lot better for sure. But like that fourth line is a combined goals of four this season. Yeah. And one player doesn't have a goal. If they're comfortable with McLeod at 3C, I don't, I'm starting to think a little bit more about Nick Dowd too. Probably won't yeah. cost you all that much. Good cap it for this year and next year. So he's a two year fit. Yeah. It's True centerman, right shot. There's a lot to play with. Yeah. Bottom six. There is. I just like, I even like a Texia again. Yeah. Uh, Marco says Colton Sissons or Boone Jenner will make our bottom six better. I love Boone Jenner. I like Colton Sissons as well. I haven't heard a lot about him being available. Joe says we need a backup goalie. I'm, I am. Not in that camp. I'm just not. I think you will go as far as Stuart Skinner takes you. And what Frank said about Flurry is, and again, Calvin Pickard, 915 save percentage. If you give Calvin Pickard, let's say, three or four more starts in the month of February before the deadline, yeah. what if he's 12 games in and he's got a 910 save percentage? Like, are you, how are you not okay with that? As much as it's playoffs and pressure and all of that, if you needed, if Skinner goes down, it's like, okay, we're starting Pickard and he's given you by the deadline, it's 9-10. By the end of the year, he's played 18 to 22 games for you, and he's got a 9-12. Yeah, who cares? Play him. His numbers are good. The puck's the same size in the playoffs. I, I think if, like, I don't know, if, like if someone becomes available, similar to CC, like, yeah, you upgrade it for sure. But, like, it's not, again, it's not number one on my priority list. For me, it's probably three. And if it's not number one, then I'm not trading the first round pick or a second round pick board. If you can get oh. Flurry at 50% retained for a third, sure. But what Frank said was Marc-Andre Flurry doesn't want to just go somewhere where he's going to ride the pine. And he's so clearly the number two behind Skinner if you bring him in. And if I'm the Oilers, I don't have interest in benching Stuart Skinner for Marc-Andre Flurry. Yeah. This is my goalie of the future. You need to give him play. Like he needs to be your guy in the playoffs. And we started this segment talking about him being a Vesna finalist, because I truly believe it's a possibility. Yeah, to say five, I think, is a bit of a push by Frank. I, I don't think that's very fair to Stuart Skinner. I think Stuart Skinner's been lights out. Nails. I think he's, yeah. this last, he's got to keep going, yeah. of course. At the start of the season, wasn't oh, yeah. great, but like, his save percentage at one point was like 875. And he now grinded that shit back to 910. Um, but another thing, too, with with Pickard is you'll, there's two layers to this. One, I think you'll get a better idea of who he is in February because you'll play a bit more tougher of opponents. Like he's probably going to get a game here against like a St. Louis, Minnesota teams that yep. actually do have some offensive talent on the team. Right. And also he's proven that like, he can just be off like 10 days and, and then come in, in and be completely fine. I like that point. So I think that's something that's, that's good in there too. Like you have a flurry. Like, I don't know what rotation they have in Minnesota when both their goals are healthy, but like, I can't imagine he's just sitting there for a week, weeks at a time, just waiting for his opportunity. You know, like I think Pickett has been in this position before where he's like, I am the backup goalie and I know how to play this role. And I think he's been good. And I think we need to respect that a little bit with him. Yeah. Uh, just quickly to finish off my thought on flurry. If he were to go somewhere where he has a chance to play, you look at the West. Okay. Maybe Colorado makes sense. Cause you know, spell Gorgiev, but again, I, I feel like flurry would be sitting there going, okay, so you want me for 12 games down the stretch? And then I'm on the bench yeah. to start the playoffs. Dallas, Ottinger, Winnipeg, Hellebuck. Keep going through the list. Vancouver, Demko, Vegas, they're set. Edmonton, Skinner, LA might make sense as a flurry destination. That might be the lone spot in the Western Conference where you go, whoa, he could go there and play and you could legitimately see him taking over Cam Talbot's job by the start of the playoffs. Out East, 
Boston, no. Florida, no. Tampa, no. New York Rangers, no. Philly, no. Um, the only teams that make sense in the East, Carolina makes a lot of sense. Yeah. He would be, he would be their starter. They got a million goalies. None of them were. And I can't shake this Toronto thing, man. Yeah. Even if you believe in Joe Wall as yeah. your goalie of the future, even if you appreciate what Martin Jones has given you, if you're that Leafs team and you're Bradtree living and you can get rid of Samsonov in the move, so you don't even need money retained and you just go mini. Here's our third round pick. Take Samsonov. Give us flurry done deal. You've done well by flurry. Give him a chance to win. And that's one of those scenarios. If flurry got hot, I could see him just being the starter night one. I think Colorado could actually be a destination for him just to relieve a little bit from Gorgia. But he won't. Does he see himself to hello, bag knock? (laughs) Does he see himself as a path to being a number one there and being the game one playoff starter? I don't know. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. He has a trade clause. He does get the opportunity to kind of pick where he wants to go, right? Uh, Just quickly for everybody watching, a reminder we have no show tomorrow. We are flying tomorrow. We are live in Toronto from the Seagram's VO Whiskey Studios, Liam. It is going to be a lot of fun out in the six. This week, we're going to be doing live shows. We have the potential for some fun guests lined up, and it is all going to be brought to you by Seagram's VO Select Canadian Whiskey, artfully blended, impeccably crafted. Make it your very own. The Nation Network of Podcasts will be live from the Seagram's VO Whiskey Studio. It's sponsorship X in partnership with the 2024 NHL All-Star Game, February 1st and 2nd. Yes, it is the end of January. Tomorrow is the 31st. Wild. Crazy. Crazy. Where does the time go? January did feel like it took six months. Uh, yeah. But the Oilers won every game they played. So that also feels kind of good. Don't make me pull it back up. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) You know, we got that thing on us. Uh, Okay, let's wrap up the show with the menu for our friends at DoorDash. For a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and use that promo code up at the top of your screen. Nation 25. You're sitting at home today, last night. I've, I've been trying for five days. So I got to treat the girl right tonight. I'm saying you don't cook. You're there for five days. I'm going to stay till, I'm staying oh, till yeah, Sunday because I'm actually going to the game. Well, um, I'm say you don't cook. You just sit. I'll order DoorDash. Whatever you want. Maybe we'll double dash. Each get what we want. Mm. Get some ice cream. Get a Frosty from Wendy's. Uh, new O&R drops later on today. We'll be talking a lot more trade deadline stuff on the Tuesday edition of Oilers Nation Radio. And then, like I said, in Toronto for the rest of the week, a lot of fun content coming from Dot. So look forward to that. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast from Tyler Mulek. Why do I need to wait a week until the next Oilers game? Seven more days without Oilers hockey. I don't like this. I don't like it one bit. I might have to make a team Sweden to pass the time. <laughs> uh, here is the Oilers schedule when they come back. It's a three game road trip and all in the Pacific division as well as they go Vegas, Anaheim, and then LA to close things out. That is going to be a tough stretch, tough stretch. And then, wait, where's uh, you go a couple weeks ahead? Zona. Yeah, it's looking nice there on the calendar. I see it. We have a couple more spots left in the nation vacation. Oodle Noodle's giving away a couple. If you want to head over to the Oodle Noodle Instagram, you can win two tickets to the nation vacation February 18th to 20th. Oodle Noodle Graham on Instagram. It's all brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross as well. Win your way in. Tag a friend in the comments and you could be joining us. And we're giving away two sets. Yeah. Two of these. Two sets of two on the nation vacation. It is awesome. If you are not getting in the mix on this giveaway, you are making a massive mistake. Also, because we're only there for a couple of days and it's the holiday Monday, you actually need one day off work. My cousin Jake is coming on uh, the nation vacation with us now. And that was what sold him. I was sitting in the hockey locker room with him last night. I was like, hey, man, you can come. I said, you can room with me and Liam. Did you win? Oh, God, no. We're in shambles. We've lost five in a row. Team's a mess. Big co-ed win for me last night. Did you score? Absolutely. Not a boy. Two? I just got the one. Uh, Just the one. And I also did a bad thing yesterday. It was a complete accident. Kick someone? Tell me more. May as well have. Kick a girl? No, I would never. Um, I, I went to shoot and I got a pretty hard shot. Not going to, not to brag. Heavy boot. They call you I do gotta have Liam heavy boot. boot Horribin. And I, I hit this guy in the head and he was wearing glasses Ooh. and the glasses went flying and the balls went sky high. I, it was unbelievable how high I went to be honest. I felt awful. And then he says, 
can somebody please find my glasses? And he's just like on the floor. And I'm like, I'm the, I am the worst person in the world. I felt awful. So I grabbed his glasses for him and I apologized. Oh, no, you're a nice guy. No, I felt awful. Ah. Luckily, I didn't catch him in the face. He like turned and got him right on the side. I was, oh boy, it was oh, vicious. We had a moment at my beer league game the other day where one of my buddies, Connor, got hit right in the, right in the head, right on the visor. And his visor just popped and went straight up into the air. And then he went down and I was like, I think I just watched my friend lose his eye. <laughs> and luckily enough, it just hit him in the side of the head. So, it was, But his visor clip like exploded. And then like five minutes later, one of the guys on my team, Colton, got puck. Yikes. And he just immediately grabbed his chin. I think he needed... He looks tough as hell, but he's got like six stitches now, but it's huge across his chin. Andrea took a big one last night too. Stepped on a massive bruise. Did you go fight the guy? Uh, no, it was a complete... It was an accident. Ryan Reeves oh, would have. Football for you. Yeah. It's a tough one. All right. That is a uh, wrap on today's edition of the show. If you want more Oilers talk later this afternoon, new episode of Oilers Nation Radio. Big shout out to our guy, Frank Saravalli, for swinging by, as well as Sports Closet for the Sports Closet Studio. Short Ford, the Giant Charm Diamond Center, Star Mechanical, Seagram's Whiskey. We're heading out to the Seagram's VO Whiskey Studio in a couple of days. The menu for DoorDash and, of course, our friends at Betway. Thanks for tuning in today, everybody. Have yourself a great Tuesday and we'll chat again on Thursday. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.